And, uh, so hello, everybody. Thank you so much uh, for being with us. Today we have in the show John Follish. Thank you, John, for joining and being here. How are hey, you doing? Bart. I'm doing great, Bart. How are you? Yes, I'm doing fine. Fine, and I'm very, uh, yeah, proud and grateful that you are here joining us during this uh, show. The inspiring talks, the inspiring talks are about entrepreneurship, and uh, you are an entrepreneur. I think already for was it thirty or thirty-five years? Am I right? Yeah, something like that. That's been, been a while. while. It's been a while. That's been a while. Yes, and uh, so uh, all your lessons learned, uh, not not foolish, uh, but uh, foolish. We will uh, we will uh, listen uh, to you. Uh, looking forward to your uh, to your stories. Uh, all right. Uh, first of all, we always start with a short introduction, and we would like to know. Okay, where are you calling in from? So, John, uh, I know where you call, uh, where where you are located, but please share. Where are you from? So uh, I'm just outside of New York City in Connecticut. I'm about uh, an hour outside of New York City. Okay. Yeah, that's. Uh, uh, nice to hear. So, to, to, it is at the moment at your place. It's uh, at the at the end of the morning, eh? uh, around eleven, uh, I think. Uh, okay. So you've been an entrepreneur. Are you? Uh, uh, before uh, we went live, you told me that uh, you was fired. I think for four times. Why did they fire you, uh, John? Okay. So for your audience members, uh, I spent most of my career in New York City in the advertising business. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the term Madison Avenue. Do you know that term, Bart? Madison Avenue? It's kind of like when they refer to uh, the financial industry as Wall Street or, you know, the movie industry as, as Hollywood. Uh, the advertising business in the United States is referred to as Madison Avenue. So it's like the, the mecca of advertising really in the world. And I spent most of my career in New York City, it's some of the top agencies. And uh, for anyone who has worked at a big corporation or if they've worked in advertising, they may know that it's a very challenging environment to work in because most big companies, especially in New York City, are very political. So uh, I used to think that it was about all about my talent until I started getting hired at some of these big agencies. And I quickly realized that talent may have been part of it, but a bigger part of it was how, how good your political skills were and how, how well you got along with the other people in the company. And um, I, I was not very good um, or as good as I needed to be at office politics. And a couple of situations, uh, the reason I got fired is because the guy that hired me ended up leaving the company shortly after I got hired. And that's never a good situation to be in. Um, especially in a very competitive environment where people are looking, you know, to uh, take advantage of you or stab you in your back. You've got no one to protect you. Right. So uh, that's uh, perhaps uh, a reason I got fired uh, a couple of those four times. Okay. Um, so, so that's and what ultimately ended up uh, motivating me to explore uh, a different direction, which turned out to be uh, entrepreneurship. Okay. And uh, you said you are not so political, but uh, at the White House, uh, they honored you. Uh, how uh, How is that uh, make sense? Yeah, not too many people get invited and honored at the White House, and certainly not too many advertising people get invited at, on, and honored at the White House. So I was uh, pretty sh I thought it was a joke when I received a letter 
in the mail with the White House as the return address. I, I thought it was a very clever joke <laughs> that someone was doing to get my attention. And um, much to my surprise, it turned out to be a real invitation to a White House reception. This was many years ago, Bart. Um, this is uh, shortly after uh, my agency did a national television uh, campaign that was sponsored by the NBA, the NBA, the, the Basketball Association. You familiar with the NBA? Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. So the NBA uh, did a, um, a partnership with the, an, organiz an organization that dealt with child abuse prevention. So they were donating their TV time to run some TV commercials, public service announcements, uh, to the tune of about $5 million uh, over about a four-month period. And we were the agency that did the TV commercials. So this was back in the early 90s, Bart. So $5 million back then is probably worth twice that right now. And over a period of about four or five weeks, that meant that the commercials we did got seen quite, quite a bit during that period of time. And uh, I still don't know for sure exactly how it got on the, the radar screen of the White House. But at the time, uh, this was during the first, first Bush administration. And one of Barbara Bush's uh, uh, causes that she was involved with was child abuse prevention. So I don't know whether it was her or whether it was uh, George Bush or someone else at the White House saw these commercials uh, figured out uh, that we were the agency behind the commercials and decided that we were worthy, along with a couple of dozen other people from around the United States who were working on similar public service causes to be invited uh, to the White House where we were honored at a, at a White House reception. So that was, that was pretty cool. Okay, but hey, uh, later on you, uh, uh, you made, I think, uh, what was it 106 uh, phone calls a day trying to get a new job, but then you decided to start your own. That was not later on. Uh, the invitation to the White House was after I had already been fired and made all of those phone oh, calls okay. to try to get yeah. work and ultimately found a business partner and ended up starting my own agency. So okay. yes. this, uh, the invitation to the White House was about two or three years into me having uh, my own ad agency with, with a partner. The experience you described, me making the phone calls, was when I was at the rock bottom after yep. I'd been fired multiple times and uh, was having a hard time finding work. Um, I just uh, was forced to make a lot of phone calls. I was so desperate to try to get a job interview. I was, uh, I was just making – this was back then when we had phone books. This is – I'm dating myself. So this was uh, in, the, in the 80s. And I just got started going through the phone book and just making uh, a bunch of phone calls, just trying to get myself a job interview. Okay. Hey, and then uh, now you are helping other entrepreneurs uh, around the U.S. with their marketing, and you call it, yeah, uh, the Fullish. So now we're now we're now we're fast forwarding about thirty years from the time yeah. I was making all those phone calls. Um, so yeah, so I ultimately. Uh, got some work from those phone calls, did some freelance work, uh, ended up attracting a business partner. The two of us uh, started an agency, and in a very short time, we, um, we, we, we became one of the top agencies in New York, and I did that for a few years. 
And then uh, fast forward to um, 2004 when I was finding myself uh, interfacing with a lot of smaller business owners that were um, very confused by the marketing landscape. This was 2004. So this was a couple of years before Facebook. This might have even been before Google. But it was certainly when more and more things were shifting from traditional media to digital media. And as a result, a lot of these the people that I was finding in, at these networking events, these small business owners, were really, really confused about how to market their business. And when they found out that I had my own ad agency, it was a marketing guy, they, they, they uh, immediately would gravitate to me and start picking my brain, asking me for advice about how to market their business. So there was a need. I realized that there was a need for a lot of uh, to address these small business owners with their marketing. But the marketing therapy concept really didn't happen until I got a phone call uh, out of the blue by someone who asked me for uh, help in consulting with their business. And at the time, I did not have a consulting business model. I was working with agencies that would hire me on retainer. So they would pay me a monthly retainer, monthly fee every month. And this, this woman who called me up wanted consulting and I just, I wasn't doing it and I didn't really uh, want to do that. I didn't think it would be a profitable, a profitable business model. So even though she desperately asked for my help, I, I, I kindly tried to politely deflect her by telling her I don't do that. And, and, because she was, uh, she would not give up. She would not take no's and answer. I finally decided, well, let me come up with a an hourly rate that she probably couldn't afford. And this was this was in in two thousand four. I said, well, I, I charge two hundred fifty dollars an hour, assuming that she would say no. And she said, okay, let's meet. We talked for an hour, and I felt like a therapist. She was sat on my couch. I sat next to her with my pad and pen. I started asking her a few questions and then she talked for almost an hour straight. And finally, toward the end, I had to interrupt her because she couldn't, wouldn't stop talking. And I finally said, our time is almost up. Uh, do you want to hear what I have to say? And finally gave her about 10 or 15 minutes of my advice because uh, I didn't want her to leave after paying me 250 bucks an hour in, in 2004, which is probably now worth, you know, would be, you know, maybe 350 an hour or $400 an hour. I wanted her to feel like she was getting some value from that. So I, found, I said, listen, I'll give you an extra 15 minutes. Let me tell you what I think. And after I did that, Bart, she said, well, I feel like we're just getting started. I think we need to, you know, I really appreciate your advice, advice but I, you know, I think we need to meet again. And I said, uh, okay, um, when do you want to do that? So when she left my apartment, got off my couch and left my apartment, I thought to myself, I wonder if I could build a business on this because if this woman so desperately needs my consulting advice and I live in New York city, there must be a couple of other people in New York maybe that could benefit from my advice. If I just figure out a way to, to create a business model around this and maybe brand it in a way that maybe sounds intriguing to some other people who need marketing advice. Yeah. I and, like and the word therapy. And because I, I literally felt like a therapist because this woman was just pouring her heart out to me. She was so emotionally invested, like most, you know, most entrepreneurs are very emotionally wrapped up with their business. It's not surprising 
that uh, talking to her made me feel like I was a therapist, I decided that Follis Marketing Therapy might be an interesting way to brand this. I just, the last thing I wanted to do was call myself a marketing consultant because that's pretty freaking boring. We call our program uh, also inspiring therapy. So I really oh, like that. Okay. But more, I, I'm not using it in a professional communication, but that's a kind of personal one-liner when people right. are entering the program. So uh, what is you the, know, so, the, so, you know, as a marketing person, I realized that if I wanted to differentiate myself from other people who are doing consulting, I had to come up with a way to do that. But I also had to come up with a name that was accurate, an accurate re reflection about what I was doing. So it wasn't just to be different. I thought it was actually very relevant for the service that I was offering. So the marketing therapy that you asked about um, uh, came out of this woman calling me out of the blue and me very reluctantly responding to her uh, by doing this consulting. And I've been doing it ever since. Cool. And now, again, in 2004, so that was the dawn of, of Skype, if you remember Skype. Yeah, I knew. <laughs> so, you know, uh, it wasn't just people who were, you know, in my neighborhood in, in Manhattan. You know, there, listen, there, are a lot, there's, there's, there were more than a few dozen people within a, a half a mile radius living in, in New York City that I could offer this, this advice, but I didn't want to limit it just to, to the people, you know, within a 20 block radius of New York city. I said, why not make this available to business owners uh, around the country? And in order to do that, I had to use uh, uh, a technology that would enable me to have a conversation. Now this was before uh, the technology enabled the, the video interface. So back then via Skype, I was just doing it via audio. But, you know, they didn't need to see my, my handsome face. All they really needed to do was hear my uh, educated voice. And, and that enabled me via Skype to work with business owners uh, around the country. Ah, okay. And what is the, the, the most memorable uh, therapy you ever gave to an entrepreneur? Um, hmm. Well, um, you know what? One, one thing. One thing. One thing I learned um, talking to these uh, business owners, and maybe you found the same thing to be true because you talk to entrepreneurs all the time, is that they don't know what they don't know. And and one one quote of my of the day. What's that? The quote, quote of, the, of day. the day. The quote of the day. Okay. Um, so, you know, the the ones that I was most successful uh, working with realized that they don't know what they don't know. If they accept it, then it's uh, right, right. progress. Huh? And you would think that the reason, you know, if they're paying me the big bucks to talk to them, you would, you would hope that they realize that there are things that they don't know, and, you know which was why they're, they're talking to me. But, you know, one of, the, one of my, uh, my best clients turned out to be someone who was initially, initially introduced to me as someone who needed a TV commercial. And uh, I don't think at the time I was just starting marketing therapy and I don't think he was even aware that I, that I had this, this business that uh, advised small business owners. He just was referred to me as someone who could help him do a TV commercial. So he started talking to me about doing a TV commercial. And after just maybe five or six minutes of talking to him, oh. I felt the need to interrupt him 
because it only took me a few minutes of, of hearing what he had to say about his business for me to realize that he really did not need a TV commercial. And I was almost afraid to say that because I didn't want to say something that would uh, end up shooting myself in the foot and uh, kill the opportunity for me to get paid well to do a, a TV commercial for someone who, who thought that's what they needed. <laughs> but I, I, I felt like I needed to be honest with the guy and I felt like I should at least um, give him my feedback to what he was saying and at least share my opinion about why I thought a TV commercial at this point in time was maybe not the best thing for him to focus on. Yeah. Knowing that he could, he could say, well, you know, screw you, I'll find someone else to do it. But, you screw know, you or sue, sue you, huh? What's that? Screw you or sue you? No, 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 <laughs> not sue me. Screw me. Yeah, that's, I know. that's a New York expression, Bart. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yes, I'm familiar with that. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you know he could have said that, but instead he ha he happened to listen to what I had had to say and the the logic behind what I was saying, and he actually um, was appreciative. And it was at that point, again, this was this was only a. a a month or two after I'd started doing marketing therapy. So I don't think he was even aware of it. And once I explained to him that I had this business model that actually works with business owners like him to do exactly what I was doing with him, he actually got excited about it and ended up um, not just thanking me for staring. He actually, I got a great quote from him. You know, one of the things I look forward to is when I have successful experiences working with my clients is, Hopefully they'll give me a nice testimony. And the testimony he, he ended up giving me was that I saved him from making a $50,000 mistake Yeah, because right. that's how much he was planning to invest um, probably mostly in media on a TV commercial. <laughs> But so that's, you know, I'd like to, you know, reference that as an example of, of a very successful um, experience with, with a client. We ended up working together um, for about two or three years, actually. Wow, yeah, important. And the whole uh, honesty, yeah, that's, uh, I think, so super important for the yeah the relationship. Thank you for this uh, therapy session, uh, uh, John, and uh, really appreciate it. The time uh, uh, is already uh, much, uh, how do you say, uh, we doubled uh, the expected uh, recording. And uh, so, but it was really uh, interesting. And thank you so much. Uh, you can hear for the applause that people are appreciating it. And, wow. Uh, well done, well done. You have a big and, audience. Uh, keep up the good work. Keep on inspiring, John. Thank you, Bart.